This is the On The Banks Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at OTB underscore SB Nation. Now, here's your host, Lance Glenn. Hello everyone, I am of course your host Lance Glynn and this is episode 67 of the On The Banks podcast. If you don't already, you can follow me on Twitter at Lance underscore G11 and you can follow On The Banks on Twitter as well at OTB underscore SB Nation. If you enjoy what we do with the On The Banks podcast, make sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us just by searching On The Banks. As we sit back, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay home, make sure to check out onthebanks.com for all your Rutgers sports news, opinions, and information. We all want sports to come back, both Rutgers sports and professional ones as well, and the only way that happens is if we all do our part in defeating this virus and ultimately ending this pandemic. I'm very excited for episode 67 as I am joined by the head coach of Rutgers men's lacrosse, Brian Brecht. Like previous coaches I've had on, Coach Brecht and the lacrosse program, they had their season cut short due to the coronavirus and ultimately the cancellation of spring NCAA sports. But like a few of the coaches I had on, the cancellation brings with it new circumstances for next spring's season. Expanded rosters, seniors who were once thought to be in their last years could now have one more opportunity, and of course the question of whether we will even have NCAA sports next year obviously still remains. Now, I'm optimistic, and I hope many of you are, but the fact is that question is still there. But as Coach Brecht and I spoke about, development doesn't stop. Recruiting doesn't stop. And the need to grow as a program is still there. He's still working, the rest of his staff is still working, and the players are still working. So that when the next season does eventually come around and sports does come back, Rutgers lacrosse is ready and in position to make noise not only in the Big Ten, but in all of college lacrosse. Time to talk to the coaches. Here's your host, Lance Glenn. Six games into the 2020 campaign, Rutgers lacrosse, like all spring sports, had their season canceled because of the coronavirus. Joining me now to talk about the sudden cancellation and the short six-game season they did have is the head coach for men's lacrosse, Brian Brecht. Coach, how are you? Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Good. How are you doing today, Lance? I'm doing good, Coach, and I'll I'll start off with this. You know, obviously, it's been a very crazy time, and it still is right now. How have you and your family just been able to adjust to everything? What's it like during all this in the Brecht household? Uh, Family is is doing well. Thank you for asking. Uh, uh, It's it's obviously been, uh, I think, a little different for everybody, Uh, you know, working from home and and, uh, being able to take care of the needs of uh, our current team and and players, the incoming guys, you know, our program, and and then obviously, uh, you know, the the household and the kids and everything. Uh, But, uh, you know, my wife's been great. Uh, The kids have really enjoyed uh, uh, the online uh, classes that they're doing and the projects. So uh, it's not that much of a battle in the, in the Brecht house to, to get stuff done. <laughs> and, uh, certainly allows me to focus on our team and our guys uh, as we kind of finish up the academic year and, and head through final exams. And before we get to everything that happened and the team and, and everything coming up, who's taking over the role as teacher in the Brecht household? Is it you or is it your wife? Uh, I help out a little bit, but I give a lot of credit to my wife, no doubt about it. So I'm enjoying the time home with them. Uh, it's the most time I've been home, uh, you know, probably in my life. Even uh, the summertime, you get to be home a little bit. But with the recruiting and traveling, 
Um, you know, you're home around the holidays a little bit, uh, but it's the calm before the storm with the season. So you, you're still going in maybe for half days uh, uh, to get stuff ready for the start of the season. But, uh, but this is the this is the most time I've been home, and it's uh, it's been it's been rewarding and fun. Uh, you know, but certainly uh, like everyone else, uh, you know, miss being on the field, being in the locker room, and looking forward to you know having that time again, hopefully in the near future. Yeah, certainly, hopefully in the near future. So, coach. Let's start. Describe to the listeners where you were when you heard the news that the NCAA was going to cancel the rest of the spring sports season. And what was your initial reaction when you found out that effective immediately your season was over? Well, uh, we were coming off, uh, you know, a tough uh, crosstown rival game, um, you know, with, with Princeton and, uh, you know, preparing for, a, uh, you know, the number one team in the country to come in and, and have a home game. Uh, and, you know, last time we hosted Syracuse, we had over 5,000 uh, fans in uh, SHI Stadium. Uh, so uh, it was it was an exciting week. I think, that, you know, we were uh, bringing a few guys back from injury and, um, you know, having a, a full stable of uh, healthy players uh, on the roster. So it was uh, it was a good week of uh, practice, um, you know, leading up to, I would say, you know, Monday night. Uh, I'm sorry, um, you know, on Wednesday night. Uh, and, uh, you know, when I was, you know, watching and, and seeing how the NBA had canceled, you know, their season on Wednesday night, we had already enacted, uh, you know, no fans for the for the Syracuse game. So we were planning on uh, playing the game with no fans, which was a little unorthodox. And you know, I think we were ahead of the curve with uh, with that decision making compared to some of our peers. Uh, but the game was still going to be played. And uh, you know, when 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 Wednesday night when they canceled the the NBA season, uh, I, I thought that that was going to be interesting. Uh, waking up on Thursday, you had the the NCAA basketball tournament conference games starting and um and then as we prepared for practice that afternoon you know the word started coming in that they had canceled the 12 noon tip-offs of uh the conference basketball championships and you know still no word on us in the weekend so we did have one last practice on thursday but uh it was you know a little different, a little different mood, uh, you know, knowing uh, what could be, uh, you know, coming around the corner. And, and sure enough, uh, you know, everything was canceled, uh, you know, Thursday night, uh, heading into Friday. And, you know, I don't think anyone was more, was affected more, excuse me, by the sudden news than obviously the seniors. Because look, when they first found out, none of them knew they'd be granted an extra year. They probably all thought that their college lacrosse careers were over. How did they react to the cancellation? And then how did the team as a whole kind of take the news? Yeah, well, uh, you know, we we were just on the front end of spring break. So uh, that weekend, uh, that Friday was the end of classes. Uh, as I said earlier, you know, Rutgers uh, was pretty proactive and, uh, um, you know, not allowing fans for the game earlier in the week. Uh, they had canceled classes on Thursday and Friday going into the weekend to allow people to travel and get back home. Uh, because the spring week uh, break was uh, coming up, and then put some plans in for remote learning for for three weeks, you know, uh, you know, from that time. So uh, we didn't have classes on Thursday, so that was you know a little unique, you know, uh, you know, not having classes on Thursday and Friday. Uh, so uh, we did get together on on Friday as a team before the guys went home for the break and started their online classes uh, the week after with uh, as much as the information and news that we had from the Big Ten Conference, 
from the NCAA, uh, from the university, as far as uh, the protocol for online classes starting up after spring break from home for two weeks. And uh, optimistically, myself, and, uh, and I shared this with the guys, is uh, I really thought we were going to be coming back that week of April 6th. Uh, I thought we would go home for the spring break week. I thought we'd uh, have some remote online classes for two weeks and then see how this goes. And, you know, I didn't know what the season was going to be like uh, with a three-week uh, hiatus, but I thought we'd be able to get back to campus and, you know, maybe start uh, a little bit of workouts or practices, whatever was uh, appropriate at the time. But, um, you know, but then a week into that, you know, uh, decision, they decided to go online um, everywhere, you know, high schools, colleges across the country. And that was the, the new normal then. It was uh, we were finishing out the academic year, um, you know, remotely uh, online. Look, it turns out that the seniors, they are ultimately granted an extra year, an extra year of eligibility, you know, without going into specifics. What is the plan in, in dealing with returning seniors and expanded rosters next season? Because the fact is, with seniors potentially returning, your outlook for next season's lineup, next season's just team overall, probably changes pretty drastically. Yeah, you know, I, I've uh, you know had this question uh, asked, and uh, and uh, you know whether it's uh, you know the media and and this podcast on, on the banks, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, high school coaches and club coaches looking to help educate, you know, their current high school players, uh, whether they're seniors, juniors, sophomores in, in high school, uh, whether it's our guys. Uh, at, at the end of the day, I think uh, uh, the NCAA, uh, uh, you know, given the situation, you know, every school is going to be a little different. Every athletic program is different. Every family is a little different. And uh, I think, uh, you know, having the ability to uh, allow the students and the, the athletes that, you know, want to come back uh, to come back uh, and then, uh, uh, you know, get put in the hands of, uh, of uh, the programs and the families, uh, uh, you know, each program should be a little different. Each family's decision is going to be a little different. And, uh, you know, playing time is always a little different. Academic course of study is, is different. So, uh, uh, and then, and where people are uh, in their careers uh, paths, uh, you know, you have a, a few guys that have job opportunities. Um, you have uh, you know, a few guys that have uh, you know uh, you know opportunities to go to you know graduate school and, and uh, get a master's, go to med school. Uh, so uh, you know, I think everyone's going to be uh, a little different in their decision on what they want to do at this time and and uh, and, and where they are in uh, in their careers. So, Coach, you were only six games into the season, 2-4 and four record. Obviously not the record you wanted, but the schedule was difficult, and three of those four losses were to ranked opponents. What did you take away from those first six games? Can you really take anything away from this season as a whole, considering you know not even half of it was played? Yeah, you know, obviously uh, we, we, we never even got to uh, the Big Ten schedule. Uh, you know, we have, uh, I think, a very competitive non-conference schedule that you know prepares us for our conference games. Um, you know, I think uh, uh, as every season uh, you develop it at certain times, you know, as far as the whole team offensively, defensively, you know, players, you know, playing to their strengths and coming into their own, whether it's the younger players getting more experience and, and um, you know, and, and figuring things out, whether it's the older guys. You know, uh, having more of a role and, and gaining confidence with that role. Uh, you know, I, I definitely had saw individual uh, sparks and, uh, and and just overall, you know, um, 
you know, points uh, on the field and in the film room of, of seeing things, uh, you know, grow and develop, which uh, was very encouraging. And like I said, there was a, a lot to be excited for. We had uh, uh, we had the number one team in the country coming into town. Uh, we had a couple games over spring break. And then after spring break, we were starting Big Ten play. And, uh, and this was a year with the unbalanced schedule that we had three home Big Ten games and, and two away. So, uh, you know, just the, you know, the excitement in the locker room and you know, seeing the development and the growth on the field as we, you know, put pieces together and, uh, and develop uh, as a program uh, throughout the preseason, you know, the early part of the season and into the midseason before conference play was something I was very encouraged with. You know, I believe it was announced, and you mentioned it before, that Syracuse game. I believe it was announced on March 12th or 11th that spring sports were canceled. Two days later, you were scheduled to play, you know, I think one of your biggest, if not the biggest game of the season against, like you said, number one Syracuse. What were the emotions like when you had such a big opportunity right in front of you playing the Orange at home nonetheless, and then just having that game taken away from you of, you know, from no fault of your own, really? It was disappointing. It was, uh, you know, I think just, uh, you know, coming into the locker room on Thursday, um, you know, with a lot of uncertainty, um, not having any answers before practice time, uh, not having uh, any clear definitive answers after practice time as well uh, on Thursday afternoon. But, you know, understanding that, you know, this was the direction it was going in, you know, once once the basketball games were canceled, it would it'd be pretty hard for them to cancel you know, uh, conference basketball games on, on Thursday afternoon and then uh, have, you know, lacrosse being played on Saturday. So even though it wasn't officially announced, you know, uh, that that was the realization. And, and uh, you know, whether it's the, uh, you know, as, as the coaches, uh, the seniors, the student athletes in the locker room, you can see in their eyes. And, uh, and that was certainly the uh, what was what was felt in the room. So, um, you know, they worked uh you know, all week to be able to have uh, that opportunity up until Wednesday night, um, you know, and, and obviously for the first uh, half of the season uh, with their practices and workouts, uh, you know, this to, to cancel anything that you put time into, that you care about, that, uh, that you dedicated uh, to is always going to be, uh, you know, a little, a little tough to, to swallow. Joined alongside by the head coach of Rutgers men's lacrosse, Brian Brecht. Coach, I asked the same thing to the other coaches I've had on. Obviously, the season stopped, but development hasn't. You know, it's it's much more difficult now, obviously, not seeing your team every day like you normally would. How have you and the staff been able to communicate with your players and keep them developing on a steady pace considering you don't have the same access as you usually would? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And I think, uh, uh, obviously, you know, we had the spring break that everyone was going home for and, and the uncertainty of not knowing, you know, how long we we're going to be doing online classes, you know, uh, was it going to be permanent for the rest of the semester? So I think the, the goal and the thought, uh, you know, from, from the start was to uh, focus on, you know, finishing the academic year, uh, finishing uh, uh, what they needed to do in the classroom, uh, helping to support them and having a consistent routine. So, um, you know, after the spring break had uh, finished and uh, the online classes had started, um, you know, we did start, you know, connecting during our practice time block uh, with the guys, uh, with the the Zoom and the WebEx conference calls. uh, And we kind of, you know, uh, mixed it up a little bit where uh, our academic advisor was was on once a week. Our uh, strength and conditioning coach was on. We have a sports psychologist that works with our program. Um, 
and the coaching staff, you know, had a chance to, um, you know, meet with each individual class, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, seniors in smaller groups, as well as uh, do some uh, full team, um, you know, functions uh, with the guys. And uh, very fortunate to have a very, you know, proud alumni base that we were able to you know, have some of our alumni come on, young and old, um, some that are still playing and uh, and share some of their thoughts, uh, and then some that are, you know, professionally, uh, you know, out in the, in the workforce uh, and, uh, you know, give some, you know, career mentoring and, and tips, uh, you know, not only for this time, but also for, uh, you know, life after college and, and after uh, lacrosse is over with. So uh, I think that was the, the goal from the start is to, stay in contact with them and engage them uh, in the best method we could uh, with the Zoom conference calls and, and uh, you know, being able to finish out the semester uh, with a routine, with a plan, and, uh, you know, being the best students we can be since that was the only thing we could, you know, compete with each other with uh, at this time with the, with the lacrosse season, you know, being canceled. And what about recruiting? Because like development, you know, it's still ongoing. How has recruiting changed? And what are you and your staff doing to stay communicating with commits and uncommitted kids, too, that you ultimately want to join your program? Yeah, no, uh, there are some, uh, you know, different NCAA rules with what we can, you know, do with our, you know, incoming freshmen, uh, the guys that are seniors in high school right now, and uh, they're graduating and finishing up with their academic requirements for high school and then uh, getting set to join us in September. So, you know, we can uh, have a little more uh, communication with them uh, uh, with the Zoom calls and, and, and having them, you know, collectively uh, get together with our staff. And then the same thing with the, you know, the recruiting rules for lacrosse is we're allowed to contact them, whether it's, uh, you know, uh, phone calls, emails, text messages starting September 1 of their junior year. So uh, there are a handful of you know, junior uh, commitments that we have uh, that we're able to stay in touch with and, you know, kind of check in, see how they're doing. And, you know, obviously the focus right now for everybody has been on the academics since the lacrosse part has been put on hold and, and taken away for the time being. Uh, and I think we're continuing to, you know, grow those relationships, uh, you know, answer their questions uh, while still in high school as they prepare to be Scarlet Knights and join us here at Rutgers and, uh, you know, start to, you know, this, you know, the wheels turning for, you know, the future and, and seeing what, you know, next season will be, not only with the returning guys, but the incoming guys as well. So I want to look on the field a little bit. You were getting great results from Adam Charlambitis and Kieran Mullins in the first six games. Both had double-digit goals. Charlambitis had 22 points. Mullins had 20. What were they doing that was really working in this early season? And did anyone else's play really stand out to you in these first six? Yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, Adam and Kieran, two of our veteran players, you know, they've, they've started every game uh, uh, as Scarlet Knights and, and certainly been at the, the top of the you know, stat sheets uh, throughout their careers. So uh, as seniors uh, or Adam being a redshirt junior, but, you know, being around just as long as uh, Kieran has, uh, you know, th- those two certainly have built a great relationship off the field, on the field. And um, have become you know good leaders in our locker room as well, both being captains. So um, you know I'm I'm excited for you know both of them to be returning next year and uh, and to help you know lead the you know the returning players uh, as well as the, the incoming freshmen uh, with their you know performance on and off the field in the classroom they've been great uh, and on the field they've been uh, as you see uh, 
they've been outstanding for us. So uh, we've had a you know we've had a, a nice group of uh, young returning guys that have uh, had good careers so far and continue to you know uh, help us on game day. Uh, you know David Sprock and Ryan Gallagher uh, have certainly been two players that you know not only this year but last year were were uh, focal points of our offense. You know, uh, you know, Garrett Bullitt, you know, uh, you know, defensively, uh, you know, the time he's been here, he's been, um, you know, able to start every game. He's been healthy for us. And, uh, and as a captain, uh, we're excited for uh, his return and, and for the, for the whole defense for that matter. Uh, you know, Zach Massessa and, and, uh, Jared Jean Felix, uh, you know, really have, uh, stepped up their game and you saw the, you know, the, the growth of, uh, not only the unit, but individually, uh, what they've been able to provide us as, as starters down low for the first time. Um, Ethan Rowell and, um, you know, Bobby Russo have, uh, you know, give us a, a lot at the LSM position. And, you know, we have, uh, you know, some uh, talented short stick D middies that have, uh, you know, Zach Frankowiak has been playing well and Brendan Kamish has come on a lot, uh, you know, uh, as a, as a two way midi. So we've been very happy with, uh, you know, the returning guys, their development within the program and, and, uh, you know, what they were starting to show as we, uh, you know, head through the middle part of the season. Coach, a couple more before I let you go. So Kieran Mullins earned the Big Ten Postgraduate Scholarship at this year's R Awards. Speak to what Kieran, during his time on the Banks, means to this program both on and off the field and how he really represents Rutgers lacrosse during his time here. Uh, he's been a, you know, a true student-athlete from the day he stepped on the campus. Uh, you know, certainly a, a leader on the field. Um, you know, by his actions, you know, he's, uh, he's the guy that's always, uh, putting in the extra work fundamentally sound with his stick work and deliberate practice, uh, but also, uh, very detailed in the classroom as well. So, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's really been a, a great, uh, role model for the, for the younger guys, as well as the older guys with the way he prepares, not only for, uh, you know, uh, practices and game day on the field, but also academically and, and, uh, you know, career wise. So, uh, he's, uh, graduating as a bio pre-med, uh, major and, uh, he'll, he'll come back for his fifth year. And, uh, he was, uh, set to take a gap year, uh, this year and, and start medical school in September of 2021. So, um, you know, it, it worked out that, uh, uh, with his future plans of med school, not being until next year, uh, taking advantage of, uh, of the extra year that he was uh, provided. Coach, last one. What's been your message to your players during this time as they quarantine at home, wherever home is for them? And what's your message to the fans who not only want to see lacrosse again, but just want sports generally back in their lives? Yeah, it's a, a tough question because, uh, you know, I think we can sit here and, uh, you know, everyone's situation is a little different and, you know, where they live and, uh, and everything that's going on. Uh, I think the uh, health and safety of all our players, all our fans are, are first and foremost, um, you know, and, and, uh, and obviously uh, finishing up the, uh, the academic year strong with the final exams and, and having a good semester under our belt before going into the summer. But, you know, just like uh, uh, any time you go into an off season, you know, whether it's the winter break or whether it's the summertime, you know, as we shift from the academic uh, school year and go into the summer, you know, trainings, uh, I know the training is going to be a little different for our guys, you know, with uh, different access that they have for, uh, you know, weight rooms and gyms and field space and things of that nature. But uh, like anything else, uh, I think the time that all athletes, uh, lacrosse players, high school, you know, or college, um, you know, spend outside of the time 
with their teammates and with their coaches in practices and in the film room. Uh, what they do on their own during this time is going to make them the player that they want to be. And it's the same with the academics. So, um, you know, we want to make sure that they're, you know, we're not looking to peak and uh, be prepared for anything in a month from now. But we, let's use the next three, four months and and, uh, and and have a plan for the fall so that, uh, you know, we use this time to, one, heal from injuries. You know, we've had a lot of guys that have had some surgeries and uh, some injuries over the years that, you know, uh, you know, they're back playing. But I think this rest and this time off uh, will certainly greatly help them uh, when we get back uh, on the field in 2021. And then, uh, you know, do the little things that, uh, you know, can improve their game. You know, the mobility and the, the, the core stuff, the, the agility stuff, uh, you know, being a slicker, skilled player with uh, you know, mobility is certainly things that uh, everyone can work on in the offseason season and those are things that will make a big difference you know individually with their development and when we start to come back and do things as as a team the head coach of rutgers men's lacrosse brian brecht coach it's a pleasure having you on again stay safe stay healthy i look forward to watching you and the team once again everything settles and and this is all behind us thanks so much uh for coming on Uh, thanks lance you're very welcome i want to thank coach brecht for coming on the podcast and taking some time to talk rutgers men's lacrosse It was so heartbreaking for not only this program, but really all teams who had their season cut short to not be able to finish out this season. Men's lacrosse specifically was, I think, two days away from probably their biggest game of the season against the number one team in the country, Syracuse, at SHI Stadium. It was obviously a much-anticipated game, an opportunity for the program to write its season, and a great challenge for this team in front of their home fans. But look, at the end of the day, development must continue. Recruiting must continue, and everyone must have an eye now towards next season. Coach Brecht, he said it in our conversation, now more than ever, it is on the players to put the work in with really no in-person access, well, not at all, no in-person access to the coaching staff. Like every sport, whether it's fall, winter, or spring, it's on the individual athlete to ultimately take the initiative, work on their craft as best they can with whatever resources they have, and to do the best they can to continue getting better. It's a crazy time, yes, but speaking to all these coaches over the last few weeks, whether it was C-Viv, Coach Owens, Coach Brecht, and others, it's obvious that they all know their kids are going to rise up to the challenge. And if that's the case, whenever sports do come back, we as Rutgers fans have some big things to look forward to here on the banks follow on the banks on twitter at otb underscore sb nation and subscribe to us on apple podcasts just search on the banks podcast